What is up, my hungry friends? I am very glad to be back with you for another episode of the Hungry for Success podcast. It's been a crazy week, but I am staying hungry and continuing to chase these goals. I hope you guys are ready for another awesome transformation story because this week I sat down with Brett, also known as Becoming Brett on Instagram. He's lost well over 200 pounds and he's done so by taking control of his nutrition and hopping on the exercise train. Brett has, as of today, I checked 169 straight days of hitting his 10K step goal, which, you know, the man is a uh, just a symbol of consistency and dedication. He just gets after it day after day, and that is why he's been successful. So if you want some motivation, make sure you check out this episode and Brett on Instagram. All right, guys, if you are liking the content, just uh Help us out by sharing with your friends, share it on Instagram, uh, whatever you can do if you want to continue to support the show. But with that said, here he is, Brett. Brett, what's happening, man? Not much. Having a good day. How about yourself? I'm doing good, man. I uh, really, really appreciate you uh, coming on the show and being willing to uh, share your journey with everybody. Yeah, no problem. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so first thing is... I see from your Instagram, you're a huge sports fan, right? And if yeah, if I got it right, you're an Eagles fan. I am. Is it a good time or a bad time to be an Eagles fan? That's what I want to know. Um, you're at the well, top of your division, but you only got three wins. Yeah, um, I, I'll say that uh, if we can get all our guys back healthy towards the end of the season and get in even at six wins, could still make some noise. But I'm really hoping for a Bears Eagles first round playoff game to get Foles versus Wentz. Yeah, that that would be that would be great. I and I I did see yesterday that they are uh, tossing around the idea of maybe a 16 team playoff. So yeah, that would be a lot, but probably awesome given the current state of things and everybody struggles with COVID and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it could, it could be uh, fun, especially in January when nothing else is going on. Exactly. Well, to kind of roll off that, how is uh, how are you doing with COVID? How's that like affecting you right now? Um, I haven't been affected uh, at all personally. Um, I some relatives that had it, but they did well with it. Yeah. Um, and then during COVID, uh, during the pandemic, I was able to really focus on my uh, nutrition and my exercise. So I, I wound up like having a nice uh, progression in my journey during it. Well, that's really good because a lot of people are on the complete opposite spectrum in that their gyms are shut down and, you know, they've been stuck at home outside of their routine. And that's when people have like gained the COVID-15, COVID-20, 30, whatever it is at this point. We probably lost track. Uh, So it's good to hear that you've been able to go the opposite and really focus on it. Yeah, I I started like the first couple of weeks, I kind of just vegged out and didn't want to do much. And then after a few weeks, I was like, I'm kind of tired of this. And I just started, I just, that's when I started like trying to walk more and just slowly get into being consistent. It's kind of weird because you get into the groove of work and like life and the daily grind. And you think like, how cool would it be just to stay home all the time and do whatever I want? But then after like a week of that, it's like, yeah, maybe I should like get back to work or do something. Kind of go stir crazy. Yeah. I I went through the entire uh, Avengers series 
like rewatching all of them. And then I was, after that, I was like, I should probably do something else. That's more productive. Yeah. A little bit more productive. So that's good, man. Um, but before we get too far into this thing, I want to kind of give you an opportunity to just let people know who you are and your story, kind of your journey. Um, a lot of the stuff that you and I have talked about, uh, just let everybody know what you've been through and you're kind of the backstory of your journey. Yeah. So, uh, I'll cut right to when it, like towards when it started. Um, it was New Year's Eve of 2016. I, uh, had, uh, I've been heavy all my life, so I'll get to this. Um, so as far as I can remember, I've been like fat kid, as heavy. I wasn't really into sports. Um, I, I, I like sports, but I never really participated. Um, so then I, December 31st, 2016, I had a pulmonary embolism and I, and that was like when that happened, um, which is just a blood clot that goes up to the lungs. Um, what happened, I went to the hospital and I weighed in at my heaviest, which was 623 pounds, um, which obviously is not good. Um, and then I was in the hospital for like a week and in that week I lost like 50 pounds because of the restrictive diet I was on at the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I, I felt a world, a world's better. And then I kind of, and then 2017 came and went and I kind of let it, I, I didn't like try to lose weight, but I was like kind of just maintaining around that like 570, 580 range. And then to early 2018, um, my grandfather passed away and I kind of, you know, got depressed because of that. And then um, come like July, uh, well, actually come May, um, my wife and I went on a trip to LA and we were walking around and stuff and I want to see the LA sites and I couldn't even like, I was really tired a lot. I got exhausted from just the walking. And so after that trip, I was like, I need to do something. And then about two months later in July of 2018, I, um, got on a scale and it said 615, which was eight pounds from when I had the embolism. So I was like, yeah, this is not working. So that's when I really started my journey. Um, I went on like a Weight Watchers like program for at the beginning, lost like a hundred pounds within eight months, which was really good. I mean, anytime you hear somebody loses a hundred pounds, you're like, that's impressive. Um, and then uh, one of the side effects of uh, having the embolism is it messed up my lymphatic system, which I don't know what people know about that, but it's fluid that goes throughout your body. And like your lymph nodes, usually if they get like blocked, you'll have like a collection. Mm-hmm. Um, I had this collection of fluid between like my nether regions and my, and my stomach mm-hmm. that just kind of hung from like my pelvis area. And it was like this, well, I'll show you on camera, but it was like the size of a football or a little bit larger. And it weighed probably like 10, 10 to 15 pounds. Yeah. Now that just hung and like, so my equilibrium was always messed up my like balance. And, um, after I lost a hundred pounds, cause I was like, I can get a surgery now. Right. So I met with a doctor to get that removed. It was lymphedema. Um, so I had that, I had that done later in 2018 in 2019, but, um, just once I had that appointment, I was like, Oh, I can just kind of take it easy for a bit. Cause I'm going to lose this weight, <laughs> like excess weight that mm-hmm. I have. Yeah. Um, cause I had like a, I know it's called a paniculectomy, which is usually for people that lose a lot of weight and they have the excess skin and they they cut off like the apron yeah. of excess fat and fluid and, uh, skin that, but they don't make it look nice like a, like an, uh, abdominoplasty. 
so it's just gone. Um, so I had that done and they removed some from my stomach because I had some lymphedema there too. And like I went from, like when I went into surgery, I was like around 5'10", so I was about 105 down. And then when I came out, I was like 460, uh, which is a lot in a few hours, yeah. about nine hours. Um, Hold on. So that's like 5'10 to 460. That's like what, 70 pounds? Or uh, about 50 pounds. 50 pounds. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I can't. Math's not my best subject. Sorry. <clears throat> yeah. So it was a combination of all the fluid, the fat, the skin. Like, um, so I went down to 460, but then as, as happened, because this was like the first week of October of last year. And as it happens in October, usually you have Halloween trick or treaters. Yeah. So, what it, I was at home for like a month recovering. Like I didn't go to work and what, what did I do? But I started going on a bowl of the candy mm-hmm. and I started to, you know, eat. I was just, I wasn't eating like super unhealthy. I just wasn't eating. I wasn't watching. What I, was, I wasn't tracking for the first time in a while. Um, so I, I wasn't doing any of the stuff that I do. So from like, and I, but I was in a lot of pain too. Cause I basically had like the male, like a, I, I say the male version of it, like a C-section cause I have like a hip to hip scar and I was just in, it was painful. Um, so by January of this year, I'd gotten back up to 495. So I was like, and then that was another one of those where I'm like, yeah, this isn't going to happen anymore. <laughs> um, so, cause I was like, I don't want to go back backwards. I want to keep going forward. So like January, February, March, I kind of lost a little bit, not a whole lot. I lost like 15, 20 pounds. Um, and then COVID happened and then like, by May, I started to like really seriously focus. Like I was talking about how I watched the Avengers in April. Cause I was like, uh, nothing else to do. And then I started like focusing on every day. I was like, I'm going to walk, try to walk 10,000 steps. Cause that was my goal every day. And then once my gym opened, cause it wasn't open when it started, obviously. So it opened like gym opened like end of May. Um, I started going to the pool, the gym, like five days a week. I wasn't that keen on the whole uh using the weight machines or the free weights because of covid mm-hmm. so i was just like i'll just i feel okay with the pool because like we come in we're like we're actually like the pool has a separate exit like all pools do and they use that as an entrance because they didn't want because they they were like you can't use the locker room so you have to come in the pool and you can't change it was very strange yeah. but um but i liked it because it was also like had a re- they had a reservation system for the pool so it wasn't first come first serve so I was able to <laughs> schedule when I was going to go instead of just being like whenever I felt like it. Yeah. Uh, um, so I started going to the pool like five times a week during, during the pandemic time off from work. And I was walking 10,000 steps a day and I was like doing intermittent fasting at a point because I wasn't going to work. So I wasn't hungry at, when I would get up because I wouldn't be like just, you know, you're at work. At, I work at a desk job. So I'd be at work and I'd be like, oh, I, I need to eat breakfast and I need to have a snack and I need to have lunch. Um, so I was like usually eating, I wouldn't, I usually tried to hold off from like 8 PM to like 1 PM not eating or sometimes 10 to one, whatever. Um, cause I'd walk in the morning, go to the pool and then eat. And I wound up losing like 20 pounds in May, 20 pounds in July, um, like 15 in June and then like nine in August. Um, and that really helped me get to my, one of my, to hit 200 pounds lost which was in early September. And that was like every, um, if you follow me on Instagram, every time I post like my weight update, like sometimes it's not what I want. Sometimes it's like a gain. Sometimes it's just like one pound or whatever. 
And I'm like, but then right underneath what I put for the week, I put like total weight loss. Mm-hmm. And when I see total weight loss, like right now it's 213 pounds. Like that is, that's where I'm like, yeah, I did that. So I don't feel so bad about the, the small setbacks or the small amounts that I'm getting towards with a bigger goal. Yeah. And that's a good way to do it. Cause that's one question that I had to ask you is, you know, your journey, like your starting point is bigger than a lot of people. Right. So like, I, you know, how do you not get discouraged when, um, you know, you have that weight? Cause I know people who get discouraged when they have like 20 pounds to lose. They're like, I got this 20 pounds and I just can't do it. You know, and you know, you have a substantial amount of weight to lose. Just like, I mean the same, like I, I lost 130 pounds. Right. And just that for most people seeing that is like, holy shit, I don't even know where to start. So how do you stay motivated and away from, uh, discouragement? So, um, one thing I used to do on Instagram and I actually just changed it on my profile. I had like these little locks, which was every like milestone I hit. Yeah. Um, cause on my profile, cause I was like, you know, I'm my, my, my goal weight when I was six fifteen was to hit 250. It still is my goal weight. Yeah. Um, ultimately, but I had locks for like, here's my hit 50, here's my hit 100, here's my hit 150, 200, 250, etc. Um, and here's when I get like under 500, here's when I get under 400 pounds, all that. Um, I got rid of those because I, I saw it in my head, I just don't show it on Instagram, but stuff like that. So it's smaller milestones that lead to the bigger one, like just hitting, at first it was just hitting like weight loss every month, like, mm-hmm you know, lose like 10 pounds or eight pounds or five pounds, whatever it was. Um, I, I will say I, I get discouraged. I still get discouraged because even now, like I'm almost, I'm right at the cusp of like getting under 400 and I get discouraged when it ha- when I don't see a three in front of the scale and I get this, I, I still get discouraged. Like to even thinking of going from 400 to 250 is still a lot of weight. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, it's just, it's sometimes you're like, can I actually do that? And then I, but then I had to think, you know, I'm already more than halfway from where I started. Yeah. So I've lost more than what I have to go. So I just try to mentally think of those things than just focusing on the negative. Yeah. And discouragement, I think is completely normal. I mean, look, I I set a goal a couple of weeks ago or, well, I think it was like 12 or 13 weeks or something like that left in 2020. And I said, you know, one of my goals is I want to lose 20 pounds. And I'm like four weeks into that and I've lost one, you know, and that, and that's discouraging. But at the same time, I have to realize like the amount of weight that I have lost, like the body fat percentage I'm at is like, it's going to take time. It's, it might not be January 1st of 2020 when it happened or 2021 when it happens, but I have to stay patient with myself and continue to do the work and be real with myself that, Hey, maybe I'm not being as dedicated as I should. And, you know, so I probably need to take a little of your advice here and go, you know, maybe make that five pounds leading to the 20 pound goal, you know? So I think that's awesome that that is how you've been able to do it. But at the same time, I just want to say congratulations to you because you've lost 213 pounds. Like whenever you say, you know, like 400 to 250 is a lot. 213 pounds is a hell of a lot, man. Like that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, it, it is. And like, that's where like you have to see the big picture. Cause 
like if you <clears throat> sometimes you get lost like that old saying of you can lose the forest for the trees or whatever yeah. and like you just you just don't see it because like you're, you're you're focused on what you want instead of what you've already attained yeah and you've already attained a lot so before we get too far down you know i want to i want to go back a little bit and talk about you know what led to the 623 pounds like so how did you end up there um well it's I think it was just it was just a slow evolving thing where I just kind of got used to being a certain size and then I slowly got a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger like a snowball um so like I was when I graduated high school I guess I was like I was in the threes at least probably close to four if not four and then after high like I, I worked as a so for a while I worked in a movie theater so I was always on my feet during college and stuff mm-hmm. and so I wasn't like kind of like sitting a lot and then toward uh, after a little while I became like the manager of the movie theater so then I was sitting more and then I did like the first desk job outside of that uh environment and then that was sitting more and I wasn't like going and walking a lot like I would be at the movie theater when it's a projectionist or an usher or manager so I slowly just became more and more sedentary and then I would eat whatever like I didn't care like I mean you know if it was I mean, I know you're in Kentucky, so you've probably been to Bojangles. Oh, yeah. So, so we have one. We had one in my hometown in Pennsylvania. It's the only one in Pennsylvania. And uh, I would get like an eight piece and have it for myself. Yeah. Along with like the huge thing of rice and like fries and biscuit, all that. So I'd have it for myself. And like that just became like a normal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that. So it was just a slow evolving thing of how I ate and how I... Um, just wanted whatever and I would just eat it. And um, the 615 that happened, I'd say over the course of like about three years, I probably went from like in the five, like low fives to like six. And it just was, again, just, I, I was also going for my ma- at the same time I was going for like my master's degree. So I was at home a lot, studying, eating, like stressing. So I'd snack more eat and I ate all kinds of junk. Like I didn't care. Um, and it just, it really like set back any like things that I wanted outside. Cause like, if I was like going up a flight of steps, like get winded, you know, go on a, me saying that I walk 10,000 steps when I was that big would make me think that I'm insane. <laughs> Cause I, I, when I, when I first got my Fitbit, I was like, like I had friends that were on Fitbit and I was like, Oh, and like, they're like, you know, one guy did like 25,000 steps a day. And I was like, that's it. How do you even do that? Um, yeah. I, st- I still kind of think that because I, I, I've hit that one time. Um, but, you know, when I, when I would see that and I, I'd be like, oh, I'd be at like 2,700 steps for the whole day. And now I do like five times that every day. So it's, it, I think it's just a matter of perspective too sometimes because like you, you, you just get in these met methods of like, coping with life and you're just like i'll just eat this and then you also get addicted because like every commercial you see billboard is like every kind of junk food that's out there yeah that's what i was going to ask if you struggled with like food addiction like secretive kind of eating all that kind of stuff i know that's those are all things like that i definitely struggled with yeah i used to you know get um food on the way so i would like 
I would get some, so there's Chick-fil-A near my house here and I would get Chick-fil-A in the morning, which was usually like, I get like the, to be healthy, I get the egg white delight or whatever they call it. And then I'd get the um, regular Chick-fil-A sand, chicken, sand, chicken biscuit. And then I'd get a shake with it or the frosted lemonade, which was basically a shake too. And then I go to work and then at work I'd get breakfast there. Yeah. And, and that, and that could be a cafeteria breakfast. And then two. I, yeah, breakfast number, second breakfast, like parks and rec. <laughs> um, and then, and then I'd get like, you know, I have bigger lunch and then snacks throughout the day and dinner. And so I, I can't even imagine how many calories cause I never tracked them, but I'm guessing it's like five to 6,000. Yeah. So yeah. one, one thing that, um, I guess kind of stands out about your story is that it's a little bit similar to mine in that the most weight that I ever gained was while I was getting my master's degree. And I went from, so I went from a job working on my feet all the time. Like I, at one point I was changing semi tires on the side of a road, um, like doing service work. And then I went to working in a restaurant where I was working, walking God knows how many steps a day. And then go to get my master's degree and I got a desk job for the first time. So I started an internship, this big oil company, and I'm sitting on my butt all the time at a computer. Plus then I go home and I'm doing homework and papers. And it's, it honestly turned into like when I kind of knew I hit rock bottom, it was like a week and a one, like five days in a row. I went home to work on this like big paper and each night I ordered like a large Donato's pizza. And I, and I would say like, I'm going to eat half of this now and I'm going to eat half of it tomorrow night. And then it ended up, I ordered one every night because I ate the whole thing. And you know, then, and that's when I was like, man, I kind of got to make a change. So I can really relate to you there. And one thing that I took away from that since I've been talking to people is that a lot of time people look at overweight people and they're like, that person's lazy or have like preconceived notions about that person. But like while I wasn't taking care of my health per se or my physical body, like I was like grinding for a better life, you know, like the first person in my family to get a college degree and definitely the first person to get a master's degree and so on. So like, did you ever have those same kind of thoughts or experiences? Oh, yeah. I mean, you always think that because like, you know, anyone who just sees you, they're like, oh, well, they're lazy or they can't stop or like they don't see it like they would someone that has like alcoholism or drug addiction. Yeah. They don't think of it because like I always point back to the fact that, you know, even though it's hard, people that have those addictions can stop. You can't stop eating because I mean, in any because you'll have to eat to survive. Yeah. Like you have to eat. You don't have to drink alcohol. You don't have to smoke or do drugs or whatever. And that's a lot easier said than done from someone who doesn't do it. But um, so I, I think, I think you're always judged because you're the way you are because you're, you're heavy. I mean, at 400 pounds now, like I have a, it's a lot easier to fit in than it was at six. Um, it's funny because sometimes I see people that are bigger, like the size I was then. And I kind of think to me, to myself, I'm like, should I say something to this person that they can, hmm. That, that they, 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 like, they can do it. But, and I'm like, and then I usually don't just cause I, it's also COVID now. So it's different. But, um, 
you know, I also just don't, cause I don't want to be like, I don't want to, cause I know how I would have reacted probably if someone had done that to me because when people did and it wasn't pleasant. Um, it's, it's, it's just tough. Cause you know, cause everybody's different. Everybody has their own things going on and people don't realize, don't people, people don't think about that. Like, like, I mean, while I was going to the master's degree and working or going to, when I got my bachelor's, I was working full time and going to school full time. Um, so like those things are not easy, like obviously not a lazy person, just that you didn't take care of yourself physically, like you said. Yeah. Laziness and like being overweight are not, you know, they're not together all the time. Right. Like, I mean, there are plenty of people who are overweight and they are just killing it every day, getting after it. It's just what they make a priority and what they work hard at. Right. And so like, I mean, I think you can see obviously that you're not a lazy person because now that you've made yourself a priority, I mean, you've lost 200 pounds, so you're obviously not lazy, you know? So I think that's awesome. And I think people who have that perspective, like really need to change it. And I, I completely feel you on the talking to like strangers who are overweight. Cause it's like, once you see it that you can make this change like you want it for everybody it's like i know how much better i feel now that i'm this weight so i want to like share that with everybody be like oh you could feel this good and like make these changes you could do it i promise but then you know some people don't want to hear that yeah and and then you know sometimes um it's kind of funny cuz i saw this per i recently saw somebody like it was a couple days ago and I was on my walk around my neighborhood because I just walk around my self-development because it's a lot easier than, I don't like treadmills so much. Yeah. Um, so uh, I saw them and I'm like, right, should I say, it was one of those mental things. I'm like, should I say something? Should I not? And I didn't. But then I, because I thought like of all the times that as I'd been walking over the summer and now into the fall, I mean, I would legit get stopped by multiple people that I've never met that saw me walk in all the time, mm-hmm. like during the day, during the pandemic time off lockdown and they'd just be like, give me words of encouragement. And I'm like, you know, you don't hear about good things in them in anywhere. Like at that time, like, cause it was all doom and gloom. And these people are just like, you, you just keep going, keep doing it. You're, you're like looking great. And, or they'd like ask me how much I lost. And then I'm like, well, this year so far I've lost like, you know, 80, 90 pounds and then they're like oh that's really good and i said yeah but overall i lost like 200 and some and they're and that's when their mouth goes like <laughs> to the floor or to the sidewalk so stuff like that is like really encouraging too and like i feel like people when people get that positive if they got that positive reinforcement it helps to then keep going because i'll say whenever somebody did that to me like it might, i don't know if it's the endorphins or whatever but like i would feel great about it yeah so it's hard to know when you can approach someone about something like that. So my kind of thing is, is like, I don't ever do that to just straight up strangers, but like if I go to the gym every day and the same person is there and they're in there like working hard all the time, you know, after a while of just like seeing each other every day, I'll definitely be like, Hey, you're killing it. Something like that, you know, but just seeing someone like walk on the street for the first time, like, yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to, <laughs> not gonna say yeah. um so what does 
what kind of changes have you made, right? So what kind of lifestyle changes and mental changes have you made um, so that you never go back to the person you were before or the lifestyle you were living before? So I, like I said, I made the 10,000 steps thing uh, every day. I haven't taken Which is impressive. Off. You're like 150 days in, right? Something like that. Yeah. T- tomorrow will be 160. Um, Cause I already hit 159 today. Uh, yeah. So, um, I, I, I started that, that was a sad, like two days before Memorial day. I've been doing it since because I went, I was back to work that first week and before Memorial day and I worked that Friday and I did like 4,000 steps between like work stuff. And I came home and I was like, Nope, don't want to walk. So I didn't. So I had like 5,000 steps or something. And I was pissed at myself for doing that. And so I'm like, all right, I'm going to set a plan. So in the next week when I'm back to work, I set up calendar invites for like meetings in my outlook. And this is one of my hacks I tell people because I'm like, it's an easy way to do it, to remind yourself because you can't say, oh, I forgot. So I have a, I go, I go to like a seven. So I have a, uh, I have a meeting at 930. I have one at 1230 and I have one at 230. 930 to 2.30 are like, quote, smoke breaks for like 10 minutes. And then 12.30 is lunch. So I go out and walk at lunch and then I eat my food at my, when I lunch at my desk when I come back. And that gets me close by the time I leave work to 10,000. So I maybe have to walk around the block. Walking yeah. around the block is a lot different than walking three miles. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so stuff like that is what helps me. Those things help with exercise. Um, I really need to start going to the gym before work. And I just cannot get myself to get up at like 5 a.m. Uh, <laughs> all the time. So, uh, or to be at the gym at five. Um, nutrition wise, so like I said, I, I track, I use the Fitbit app to track everything because it's that way all my steps and everything are in one app and I don't have to go between multiple. Um, so I, I try. Uh, so like back in the spring, I really started to like focus on, I'm going to keep it under, like under 2,500 calories. I'm going to try to eat more protein than carbs. Keep the carbs. I'm not going to say low carb, but just lower than I was doing. Um, for me, I don't, I don't find, I know keto is like big for a lot of people. I don't think keto would be long-term successful for me because I like carbs too much. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, uh, with my, with the fact that I had the embolism, I'm on blood thinner. So I have to keep my diet kind of consistent. Okay. Is there, there are foods that spike it. It's mostly vegetables that can spike my uh, uh, vitamin K. I have a lot of vitamin K and then I, my blood level will be off because I'm on blood thinners. So that's, that's a side effect of that. Um, but so I've, I've been doing this like over the summer and then when I went to work full time in the, like in, in the end of the summer, I noticed the weight starting to slow. Um, so actually it was an episode of this podcast I heard with the dietitian. I can't remember her name. Chelsea. But yeah. So, so I actually, I, um, I, went, I found a dietitian that I can use my insurance for. Um, and I'm working with her now to refine what I'm eating on like the portion size and all that. And so like September and uh, August, well, September, I lost like, like a handful of pounds, like two or three pounds. And then October, I lost eight since I, I've been working with her since the beginning of October. And I was like, all right, I'm back kind of back on track. Cause I, I was kind of just, you know, you go back to the work grind and then you're like back to old habits, like you, stuff you did. And I tried to like replace certain things. Like I replaced like 
unhealthy eating unhealthy snacks out of the vending machine with like having quest chips cashews string cheese stuff like that so i wouldn't be eating the crap um problem is i was eating a lot of protein and if you eat a lot of protein and you're not like having like a balanced diet like the protein gets converted into like fat or carbs this is what she tells me um because i don't know this yeah i think it's Uh, called like glucogenesis or something yeah yeah so so that when that happens like you're instead of using that energy that energy being spent for fat burn or whatever it's being spent on proteins synthesizing the protein into a different thing so that um so stuff like that that i didn't know like you know like i i try not to eat more than like four ounces of protein instead of like eating like eight or twelve uh because i just didn't know that um so stuff like that i'm just slowly refining it and adding like those that knowledge to like the tool belt of to build towards success because i want i want success so you've made some good changes here man like you've changed your activity your food and you know working with the dietitian to become you know more educated yourself and be able to refine your diet i mean those are all the things that it takes really to be long-term successful and and one thing that i picked up on what you're saying there is like you started to fall back into old habits and you realize that you know you realize like you know part of this is knowing yourself and you knew like the path you were going down and so you replaced that with some other you know some foods right that you had brought in instead of going to vending machines and stuff like that so it's awesome that you're able to be like self-reflective and you know identify those things before they become a problem yeah and one thing i did uh when i started my journey back in 2018 was i bought these desk calendars Mm -hmm. where i can write on the dates like it's somewhat bigger so each like each square and I would like track my weight loss and I didn't really say what it was. Like it just had, like people would just see like a number at the top, which was like my total weight loss so far. And then they'd see like little numbers in the different boxes when I like track what I lost. And like, I just noticed as I was going through the starting of the fall months, like I wasn't getting what I wanted. And so I was like, I just need to make some changes and like get, you know, I, I lost 200 pounds, 200 pounds on my own, just kind of winging it. Yeah. So I'm like, it's good to seek out professional help, especially when it's there and you just have to find it or ask for it. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I've talked about this to a couple people in a little bit different context, but like, you know, I lost my weight all without any kind of coaching or anything, just kind of winging it. And then this last like 20, 30 pounds, I, I worked with like a bodybuilding type coach and it's because like you can do so much but then you get to a point where when you want to take it to the next level or you know if you want to advance it even farther then you might need some professional help and like for you I think it's awesome that you were able to lose so much by yourself and adding this person in with the work ethic that you've already had is only going to take it that much farther yeah yeah and and th- and that's the other thing I'm starting is like uh i think next next week or the week after i have a a session set up with like a trainer at the gym to start like focusing on things to to better to get myself better aligned with what i want to do like which is strength train more i want to do more weightlifting and just i don't know what i never did when i was a teenager so i don't really know my way around as well and then i just want somebody's guidance for like because i I use like the the machines the circuit i guess they're circuit machines yeah um 
And I feel, okay, I mean, I can figure out how to do that. Uh, but then, you know, get other ones involved in the free weights area and also, and whatever else that they might recommend. So have that coming up to also like at, on top of the, the dietitian. Yeah. I'm really glad to hear that, man. Like, so that's my cup of tea. That's what I enjoy is, is strength training. Um, and that's really like how I started my journey. I basically just started like a power lifting program from the start. You know, I'd always lifted weights like, uh, growing up playing football, you know, sports, all these kind of things. And I really loved the weight room. So I just used that as like my path to getting in shape. So I started with powerlifting and then I knew like when I would eat and stuff, I was like trying to eat to fuel my body and build muscle. And that's what really kind of helped keep me on track was like kind of the love of those like sports and exercise. And I think once you get into it, if you really like give it some time to, to work and give it a fair shot, like you're going to enjoy it. And then that's just going to be another piece of your journey that will keep you going down the right path. Yeah, and that, that's what I'm hoping for. Because um, that, as I as I've slowly evolved where I'm at with everything in my journey, uh, I find that I enjoy. Like I really came to enjoy the walks, um, which I never thought would happen. Because uh, once I didn't have them every day when I was at when I had to go back to work, I was like, man, I really just want to go on a walk for like an hour. <laughs> uh, and it was also like a time where I just it's like just me and my thoughts, right? Yeah. Like I, I would listen to podcasts or music, but I still would have like it's just me. Like there's nobody else. I'm not saying like my dogs, but during the heat of the, here in, Mar in the swamp of Maryland, like I didn't take them a lot cause it'd just be so hot. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean with walks and stuff like that, it's like completely a time to decompress and think about, you know, any kind of problems or issues you got or, or really just adjust and, and have your goals moving forward, you know? Um, so that that's the next thing I kind of want to talk about is um, your goals and like goal setting and, and how you've done that. I know we touched on it a little bit, but so you've walked 150 or uh, 150 days in a row, hit your steps. You've lost 200 pounds. I know you said like your overall goal is to hit that 250 pound mark, but what are some goals that you have moving forward besides that? Or maybe some small um, goals that are going to lead you to that. Yes. So, so my next goal is hopefully, fingers crossed, this week I'll get under 400. I'm at like 402. Uh, so I'm hoping for that. I'm hoping I really want to hit. So when I started the whole doing the 10,000 steps a day, it wasn't even at first to be a streak like it is now. Um, it was just to hit my, my actual goal was I, all of June. I wanted to hit 30 days of hitting my steps every day. And then I was like, well, I'll keep going to July. And, I'll, and I'll, so it just kept going. Um, so now I'm at the point where I'm almost at six months and I want to hit, I really want to hit a year. I want to do it for a whole year and see if I can do it. Um, cause it's harder, it. it's harder in the winter, obviously, yeah. uh, le le less sunlight, uh, snow, all that stuff. <laughs> um, but I, I, I plan to do it. Um, so that's a goal. Um, I really want to hit, uh, next summer sometime i'd really like to hit my 300 lost um because something i found out in when i taped it when i recorded another podcast a couple months ago about a month ago um i realized that i've done the, these in eight month chunks um where i lost about 100 pounds in eight months i lost 100 pounds this year almost in eight months 
And, and then, um, so I was like, Oh, another hundred pounds, another eight months would be nice. So that's why I'm trying to not fall into this like trap of like taking a couple months off. So I'm trying to keep going instead of letting that happen. Um, so those are like some, some, some like weight goals. Um, also just looking to, um, also expand. So I know people want to talk about weight, but I also like talk about professional stuff too. Like I also am trying to uh, add some skills in my career. So I'm, that's also a goal. So like that takes away time from doing other stuff. Cause I'm like taking like training class uh, and just doing stuff on my, I, I do IT stuff. So it's stuff on my own time at home. Mm-hmm. So I don't have that time to then go walk or go to the gym. So, but, but in the long term, that'll help me be more successful in my career as well as in my physical uh, exercise. Yeah. You, and you, that's something that you have to balance. I actually, um, I had a guy on here, um, just earlier this week, the episode hasn't come out yet, but, um, he's really big in discipline and he has a lot of great ideas about discipline. And that's why I, that's why I interviewed him, but we talked about goals and how a lot of people have conflicting goals and especially myself, like, you know, today I want to be a bodybuilder and a power lifter and a awesome jujitsu athlete and I want to be really good at my job and a really good husband and all these kind of like, you know, I have so many things that I want to do and there's just not enough time literally in the day to get all of them done. And so one of the things that him and I had talked about was like, you know, your, your work is going to be there. Lifting is going to be there. Jujitsu is going to be there. All these things like, prioritize say in you know kind of like you're doing your eighth month blocks like in eight to 12 week blocks so like in this 12 weeks I'm going to work really really hard at uh gaining strength and I'm still going to go to jujitsu but it might have to be two days a week and then but the whole time I'm going to try to be like a good husband and focus on that so it's like and then after that eight weeks then flip those two and so you know there's like all kinds of options where you can balance everything at one time you just, the biggest thing is you can never like let your health go to the back burner again. And that's one thing that, you know, I've had to realize myself. Yeah. And that's something that I've realized as well. And I guess why, that's honestly why I started doing like the scheduling time on my calendar at work. Cause I was like, that's how I'm going to do it. Cause I, if I don't think, if I don't plan it, I might not hit the goals I want to hit. Um, cause I, I just find that like I get the bogged down with work stuff and then I'm like, all of a sudden it's like two o'clock in the afternoon and I missed my nine o'clock and my 12 o'clock cause I didn't, th- cause I didn't have it there to alert me that, Hey, it's time to go do this instead of not knowing. Not, not remembering. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So what has been the biggest struggle during this process? I think a struggle is probably, it comes back to like the food addiction because um, like just, you, you know, you see something and you want it or like it's an old, like, you know, uh, one of them was, I'd always, I used to go to the, back when we could go to the movie theaters um, and see new movies. Uh, <laughs> I Right next to the movie theater I, I went to was a Cheesecake Factory. And the thing we used to do is we'd go to see a movie and then go get cheesecake to take home. And so I, I, I would still want that or I'd want to go like if I went to the grocery store and I'd see like the 
I always was a sucker for the Reese's pumpkins or trees or whatever, yeah. like those over the yeah. cups. I, I, I think it's just because there's more peanut, a little, a little bit more peanut butter in it. Um, so I'd be a sucker for like that. Cause I'd be like, Oh, and it's only like 300 calories or 400 calories. It's nothing. I mean, I honestly, I, I get it sometimes still, but I get one. I don't get four. Yeah. Uh, so, so I, I think like, that's the biggest thing is just the new, it's the nutrition. It always probably will be. I mean, even last weekend I went, I went to the grocery store and I was like, I had to get something out of this, the chip aisle for something else. And it wasn't chips. It was something healthier. But then I saw like, I, I had this like kick of Buffalo wing pretzel crisps that I just really liked them. And I saw a bag and I was like, Oh, I could go for this. And I was like, but you know, I'll be good. Cause like, I, I have other snack foods that I mix in with my, like the nutritionist I did mix in. So I'll, I'll just portion it out and I only have like one portion. So it'd be like 110 calories, except that was Sunday. And then Sunday was football. And then by the end of Sunday, I ate that whole bag, which was like 700 calories. Yeah. Now that 700 calories did not kill my diet or my nutrition. Uh, I don't like using the word diet. Um, it didn't, it didn't kill my nutrition cause I didn't overdo it otherwise. Like that was it. I had it. It's over. It probably limited me from hitting the under getting under 400 earlier in this week because of the, all the excess sodium. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, it is what it is. You're, you're human and you're not going to constantly be perfect because you'll be miserable. Yeah. So what, what techniques or tools or what things are you using to kind of cope with that? So obviously one of them is tracking, right? Kind of like you just said, you knew how many calories was in that bag and you didn't overdo it otherwise. So is that kind of how you're dealing with it? Yeah, I, it, it, it's mostly like a constant dialogue in my head. Cause I'm like, do I really want this? Do I need it? Will it get me where I want? And usually that is enough. So I'll think about it and I'll think about it and I'll be like, yeah, I don't need this. Sometimes I want it and sometimes I'll have it. And then I'll look at what the calories are and I'm like, I can do this. It's fine. Um, it's not like optimal, but it, you need, sometimes you just need it. And then sometimes I'll just be like F it and I'll do it. And I'll still, tr- I still track it regardless. Um, one of the things I really used to like was Chinese food, but Chinese food is terrible for you. Yeah. Um, so I, I just don't get it. Like, I don't even think about ordering it. Like we used to get it every week. And it, when I, even when I was on, when I was losing weight, like it was my, my quote unquote cheat meal. Mm -hmm. And I just got to the point where I was like, you know, I don't really want that. Like I'd rather get like something else if I went out. Cause I don't, all that excess isn't going to help me get where I want to get. And like the, it just comes back to like, when I think of like, I want to hit these goals over and over again. And like, I think, and like, I've kind of set myself up, like how I tell you I have the calendar at work. So I'm looking at that all the time. It's right underneath my computer monitor. So I'm looking at this all the time, like this number and like the calendar and seeing the, the times where I have minuses or pluses. Um, and, th- and that really helps keep me, I think, cause I just have these, or like, so, you know, I, we started and I said, I'm an Eagles fan, right? Mm-hmm. So the Eagles won the first Super Bowl ever, like a couple of years ago, right before I started my journey. And I bought a freaking 2XL jersey because I'm like, I am going to wear this. This was even before I started trying to lose. And I've had this jersey hanging in my closet for three years 
or two, almost three years. And it, I finally tried it on this past summer and it was so tight and it didn't even hit come down all the way past my stomach, but I'm getting there where I can actually wear it. Right. Yeah. And that, so like, that's, that is one of my main goals. Like I want to wear that next season. Like that's my thing. Like more than any, what player is it? It's Nick Foles. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, so dude, I, I'm five years into my own, you know, journey, weight loss, whatever. And I literally still deal with the same thing today in particular, like stands out more than anything. So like first I had to go get gas this morning and anybody who listened to the show knows that like gas station donuts are like my jam. Right. So I had to go get gas this morning and there was like this new like maple donut sitting on the shelf and like, I like literally reached for it like three times, like while I was waiting in line, it was sitting like upside me and like all three times I'm like, does that help you get to where you're going to go? No, it doesn't. And then I was like, but I could have it. And, I, but I, and it's like, do I really want it? Like, is it worth that? And then I ended up, no, it's not. And then I go to, you know, I go out to eat with the guys for lunch and I get just uh, smoked chicken wings, you know, like not super high in calories. They're not breaded. They're not fried, anything like pretty decent lunch. But then the whole time in line, I'm having this like internal conversation with myself. Like, do I get fries? Do I get tater tots? Do I get like mac and cheese? What do I do? And the whole time I'm like, you don't need it. It, it, Like it's not for your goals and all that stuff. And literally I was up there like paying and I was like, uh, just wings. And like, I just got the wings. So then literally five minutes before we get on this podcast, I walk by the Halloween candy bowl and eat a Kit Kat bar, you know, and it's like a little minute, mini one, like out of all the decisions I made, that was probably the best one. It was a miniature size one. But the thing is like, that was like super impulsive and it wasn't like I was standing in line and had the time to like think about it and make that decision. It was just like an impulse grab and eat. And so, you know, the moral of that whole story is like I'm five years in and I've struggled with that exact same thing three times today that I just gave you, you know, yeah, so yeah. it never like stops. Yeah. It's funny. Cause you mentioned the Kit Kat cause last week. So with Halloween at my office, somebody brought in like a gigantic bowl of candy and all week I, and I had to walk by it every time I went to the bathroom, went in and out of the office just where my desk is situated and I'd see it and I'd look at it and I'm like, man, I'd really like some of that. <laughs> and so that so it appeared Monday and Halloween was Saturday. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday go by and I'm like, good. I don't do it. Friday comes Friday. I'm like only in for a few hours because I had an appointment. So I was like, and as I'm leaving, I snatch a Kit Kat on my way out. <laughs> So I'm like, all right, I'm going to have one. And it was the mini. So it's like, what, like 40 or 50 calories? Yeah, probably. Right. And I'm like, I, I'm just going to have it. And, and it tasted so good. But uh, but I was kind of proud that I didn't have like any of the Snickers the whole week. Because the guy that sits next to me the whole time, he, he, he ate like 20 Snickers of the mini. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he's like, one time I, looked, I, I saw his desk and I was like, having some Snickers. He's, and he's just like, don't judge me. <laughs> well, the thing is like, you know. You went by, you went by like four days in a row. You eat one on one day as you're leaving. Like, I mean, I considered that a win, like compared to my old self, you know, I, shit, I would have eaten the whole bowl probably. I'd have just yeah. my bowl now and taken it to my desk. <laughs> yeah, definitely. 
Um, <laughs> so we talked about your biggest struggles. What has been the biggest part of your success? Uh, so most of my success was, I, th- I really feel like it was, um, when I could really focus a hundred percent on the diet or the nutrition and the exercise, like j- just having the focus. I'm like, I'm going to do this. Like I was like clockwork after a while every day. And that was really great when I had that. Um, I feel like the now, like the biggest part of my success is just staying on track with not letting my old habits come in. Um, Cause like I look and I, I have like the Fitbit uh, web interface up at, on my browser at work and I'll just be like, I'll look at it. And I'm like, some days I'm like hitting like 1400 calories, you know, right after lunch. Cause it's been a rough morning. Um, or like today it was like 800 after lunch. And I was like, that's really good. Uh, today was a good day compared to some other days when I'm like, F it. And I just want a snack. Um, but I really feel like setting myself up with also the healthier food options, like anything that I mentioned and like, like say baby carrots and ranch dressing instead of having like, chips and candy bar yeah i really feel like that that like just those small like efforts to like kind of plan your day and not like just wing it and hope you're not hungry or like it's like 3 30 and you're here till five and now you're like i'm really jonesing for something and i also found that another thing i've done is because i try to drink a, i try to drink a gallon a day of water and i feel like if i drink if i just chug a lot of water <laughs> I won't be, I'll be pretty full. Like I won't feel so hungry. Yeah. It and gives so I, you that I, like weird stomach feeling. Yeah. So I, I do that as well. Um, in the mid afternoon just to get my water in. Cause especially now that it's not so hot out, I don't need as much when I'm on my walks. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I'm like, uh, how am I going to get to a gallon today? Yeah, no, I completely understand. And the water is super helpful. People, you know, underestimate, um, how like full that can help you feel. And, uh, you know, uh, today, honestly, I struggled so bad with water, but most of the time I'm pretty good. So one of the last things, you know, want to talk to you about before we get off here is what made you decide to share your journey on social media? So at first it was just for me, like it was just an accountability thing. I had a few friends that I think I've had my, I, I checked it a couple of weeks ago. I think I started in like February of 2017. It's like right after my embolism and all that, but I barely ever posted. And then I just like, I was like, Oh, and I, and I didn't really tell people that I knew like a couple of people found it somehow, but and I was like, whatever, they can follow me. I'm not going to post that much. Um, and I had, I had a personal one that was not that. And I just like, um, Last year, I just started using it a little bit more and a little bit more, and I, I wasn't really feeling like I was think, motivating anyone. Um, and then, starting this year, I started using it more. Like I start, that's when I started. I came up with the idea of doing the Fitbit uh, every day. Like every day, I had ten thousand. I was gonna post a picture. Like I did a selfie, and I would post. And like over that time, like I really started to ramp up like followers and. Um, had more engagement with people and like I found you know some of the famous I want to say famous Instagram accounts like for weight loss like some people you've had on this show mm-hmm. um, and 
like I started interacting with them and, you know, having DMs and then like, and other conversations and, and getting on podcasts. But um, I really found that like, when I start, when people that I used to find, gain inspiration from told me that I, I was inspiring them or motivating them. That was like one of the like, wow moments for me. Cause I was like, cause like now I get told that I inspire people like regularly and it's, the weirdest thing for me like I still haven't gotten used to that um but I I just at this point I just do it because I, I figure if I can help like one person like get like get where I am after where I was I feel like that's worth it for social media I'm not a huge fan of Facebook I mean I have a Facebook but uh, I found Instagram just because I I pretty much have tailored it just to like the weight loss community for that becoming Brett account, I actually deleted my old personal account off my phone because I don't even use it anymore. Like I was using it up until like the spring and I just was like, I don't even use this account anymore. Like I, I barely ever post on it. So when I post on my becoming Brett post, say, uh, like becoming Brett account, like every day, sometimes multiple times a day, stories, posts, all that. So. Yeah. And that's the idea. I mean, that's the idea of this show. Like if you can help or if I can help one person, you know, like that's all that really matters. I mean, I'm doing this selfishly for myself because I enjoy talking to people like you and hear about your journeys. But uh, then also, you know, I mean, hopefully someone hears it and they enjoy it and it helps them along their journey. So with that said, let everybody know where they can find you. You kind of said the name a couple of times, but if there's anywhere else that they can find you on social media, just let them know. Yeah, so you can find me at Becoming Brett on Instagram, and I also have becomingbrett.com, and it has links to all my socials outside of Instagram. Awesome, man. So last question, same question I ask everybody. If you could give the listeners one tip, uh, one weight loss tip, one thing to improve their journey, what would that be? So my, my tip is to, to stay consistent. Um, I found that consistency is like the ultimate key for me, um, and that's consistency with nutrition, consistency with working out exercise consistency with like how you spend your time like the whatever it is just be consistent and you'll see results or you'll see uh things go the way you want them to i, I really believe that all right man thanks for being on the show i really appreciate it uh it's been great yeah thank you so much for having me all right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it. That is the end of the Hungry for Success podcast for this week. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thanks again to Brett. It was awesome. Uh, make sure you guys go and you smash that subscribe button um, and make sure that you follow us at Hungry for Success podcast on Instagram. As always, stay hungry and we'll see you next week.